you anti. Yeah, I was just broke last month, now we up again. If she wanna fuck, told her bring her friend. Can't fuck with these actors, all they do is pretend. And I knew that you would fall, knew that you would bend. Can't afford to lose, all I do is win. Feel like little Wayne, the way I'm going in. And I stack this money tall, like I paint a rim. Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast, your number one sports podcast. I'm your co-host, Small Town EP. Since the last time you saw us, Joe Burrow will miss the rest of the season. FSU Jordan Travis does not look good while the Seminoles continue to roll. And the Browns are very silent, 7-3 and and nipping at the Ravens' ankles. As always, I'm joined by your host, June. See you soon, June. Mr. Heat and Five himself. Who had a couple of Friendsgivings this week, man. How did those go? You had a nice little spread of food. I saw I was a little jealous. The mac and cheese looked fire and homemade. You know what I'm saying? How'd that go, man? Mac and cheese was fire. Um, shout out to Sarah for the yams, too, because the yams are real good. But, no, um, everything was good. Shout out to Chrissy. Shout out to Lex. I appreciate them. Uh, good friends of mine who invited me to their, you know, to their homes and, and uh, you know, let me break bread with them. So I appreciate them. We had a great weekend, and uh, today was a was a great football day to cap it off. There it is. There it is. And listen, what a day of football we have had today. Let's just get right into it. Why don't we? NFL Coach of the Year front runner Dan Campbell and company, the Detroit Lions, had a hell of a comeback win. Led by the defense, I will say shout out to that boy Aiden Hutchinson and company as well. June, the Lions are rolling. The Eagles on top of the NFC. Should the Eagles feel uncomfortable with the Lions push towards the top of the NFC right now? Just a bit. Um, I think they should a bit because when you look at the remaining games uh, for the Lions and the Eagles, the Eagles got Monday Night Football tomorrow. Obviously, we didn't get to see them play today, but they'll play the rematch of the Super Bowl, defending champs on the road. So going to Arrowhead, you know, it's going to be a tough a tough environment. And then they have to go in back-to-back weeks and play the Bills, the 49ers, the Cowboys, and the Seahawks. Like, that's the next month for, for Philly. And it's going to be real telling as far as what their playoff seating will be when you uh when you look at the next four games as far as the lions they've got it a little they've got it a little easier on their end they play the packers on thanksgiving which is a short turnaround but i think that thanksgiving is one of those days where everybody gets a little extra energy boost and gets up for that game it's something you've probably wanted to do as a child as a football fan so uh they'll play a, a packers team who who's been surging and 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 getting things right. Jordan Love had a good game today. But they'll play the Lions after that, the Bears, the Broncos, the Vikings. So sitting at 8-2 and two right now, they can very much, you know, go to 12-2 and two and win four straight games. They should win each of these games if you look at it on paper. Obviously, divisional games are tough. Vikings and Bears. Bears gave the Lions some, some fit today on the defensive side of the ball. Jared Goff struggled through the air and through three interceptions, but he was also resilient enough 
to come back and lead them, you know, to a to a comeback victory. And I think the most important thing about this Lions team is that they're complete. You know, they play both sides of the ball and they're strong. Last year, uh, you know, they had one of the worst defenses to start the year and then they kind of finished it off strong as things went on. This year they picked up right where they left off opening, you know, night, beat Kansas City on the road with that defense and um Ever since, man, they've been rolling. Dan Campbell, Dan Campbell has a lot of respect for the guys in his locker room, and I think it's a vice versa thing. So we're we're seeing the Lions roll. Eagles should definitely, definitely uh, be a little worried. The good thing about it for Philadelphia, though, to close off is that they're in control of their destiny. You know, they win, and and they're gonna they're gonna be up top. So it's just a matter of getting it done. Absolutely, the Lions four and one at home. I do think the Eagles should be a little uncomfortable. Um, the, this is new for the Lions, obviously. I mean, you said it yourself. They had one of the worst defenses to start the year last year. They ended off the season with a possible playoff berth, but it obviously didn't pan out the way that they wanted it to. But they did end the season on a streak and with a win. 4-1 and one at home right now. The non-scoring in two quarters is obviously a little... I'll say worrisome to me because once you get down the stretch, once you get into the playoffs, you're playing teams that are in the playoffs, obviously, and right. not scoring for 30 minutes isn't conducive of winning in the playoffs. But at the same time, scoring 17 points in the fourth quarter is conducive of winning no matter if you're in the playoffs, regular season, preseason, don't matter. When you're outscoring your team, I mean your team, when you're outscoring your opponent, by 11 points in the fourth quarter, you're finishing strong. And when the clock hits 0 0 0 0, if you're on top, pause, you're on top, and it doesn't matter. Hey, yo. <laughs> right? <laughs> pause. Is there another coach of the year candidate that is, like I said, I think Dan Campbell's front runner personally in my heart? Yeah. I love the guy. Is there anybody else that you would see that possibly could give Dan Campbell a run for his money in the coach of the year conversation? hundred uh, percent. D'Amico Ryans, you know, this is a rookie mm. head coach who came into a situation in Houston that was kind of like, who's going to help clean this thing up? And they went and hired a former player. So it's like, um, you know, somebody that's well-respected in the organization and, that they'll give you know some 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 leeway to if things kind of go bad for the first few years. This is the exact opposite, I think, of what the country as a whole thought would happen with the Texans this year. They are sitting at six and four in prime position to uh, clinch an AFC playoff berth. Their quarterback is a rookie of the year front runner at this moment offensively in the AFC. And today he had a struggle, you know, he did, he did throw three interceptions. The fact that, yes, it was Arizona, so fair, but we know how tough it is to win against any team in the league. And the fact that the Texans as a team were able to win amidst having three interceptions, by the way, Josh Dobbs just made a phenomenal play on Sunday Night Football. That was, that was great. Um, Shout out to him and his story. We're going to talk about the Vikings and, and J Josh Dobbs. But Absolutely. having, you know, a quarterback throw three interceptions and you still can come out with the victory, uh, with the victory, with a victory, it says a lot about you as a team and, and how you guys have coached, you know, how you guys have been prepared 
to come into Sundays. So D'Amico Ryans, I do think, is right there. Like, it's it's 1A, 1B. I love the fact that the Lions, you know, are sitting at 8-2 and two and they're 4-1 at home. Dan Campbell's got his guys right where he needs them. Um, we just didn't expect any of this by any means from Houston at this point of the season with the number two and three overall picks, C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson. They also got some more picks next year, so just look out for this Houston team. Absolutely, absolutely. And, I mean, listen, uh, I'd be remiss to not mention Justin Fields' return to the field itself. And by all means, I mean, from, you know, first to the third quarter, it was looking good. It was, it was, it was looking great. Yeah. I mean, they were up. He went 16 for 23, 169 total yards, a 151 net yards because he did take two sacks for 18 yards uh, in total. But it was looking good, and we did talk about a couple of days ago. Should the Bears look to move to start to look to start moving on from Justin Fields? And again, this is a reoccurring thing for us at the All Things Sports podcast. We talk about someone in a negative way, and then they come out the next time that they're on, you know, that they that right. they get the starting nod. Right. And and I'm not gonna say he balled out, but 16 for 23, 169 yards, no turnovers, versus his counterpart that had three interceptions. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'd be remiss to not say, hey, buddy, great job. He also had 18 carries for 104 yards doing what he does on the ground as well. It's just, it's 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 the Bears, as they say. it, And they're three and eight, yeah. one and five on the road. And they were almost two and four, but they just couldn't finish the game. When you score two field goals in the fourth quarter, it's not really conducive of winning, as we say. It's, 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 Almost unserious football, but again, I don't, I, I don't want to put that on them because the Rams played unserious football today, but they won the game. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. Like you said, the Lions do have Thanksgiving this week and another divisional game. It's a tradition. We'll look to see them in a couple of days. Let's get to this race of the AFC North because, as I said in the intro, the Browns are very silent, seven and three. DTR yeah. today. You did what he needed to do. And I asked you a couple of days ago, were you surprised at the fact that they announced his start as opposed to his counterpart? And you were like, nah, not really. You know, you know what you get, but you don't know what you get with DTR and we'll see what you get. And what yeah. you get with DTR apparently is a dub to the tune of 13 to 10 at home against division rival, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who also have been rolling. But with a game in hand, Cleveland does sit second in the AFC North behind Baltimore at seven and three. June, it's getting crazy in this division. Mm-hmm. Finish the sentence for me. The race for the AFC North is it's it's down to the wire. I think it's down to the wire. Baltimore obviously has that front seat. Um, and I think they'll remain there and ultimately win it. But Cleveland showed a lot of grit today versus a really good defense in Pittsburgh. Uh, I didn't think that they were going to start Dorian Thompson-Robinson and and make him throw 43 times, Uh, but, you know, he he, he got got over 100 yards passing, didn't throw a a touchdown, and um, threw an interception. So it wasn't a beautiful day by any means. Elijah Moore led all receivers. I mean – yeah, Elijah Moore led all receivers with six catches and 60 yards. 
we knew that this game was going to be very slow, very run the ball-y, very defensive-oriented. Um, and I don't know. I don't know too much what to say about this one because the Steelers losing to a backup quarterback, you know, you, you can't be proud of that. Um, you come into this game, I understand that, you know, you guys are both sitting at six and three. This is prime opportunity for you to take advantage of the AFC North and the fact that Lamar should be the only thing that's, that's, you know, you're chasing and everybody else has unfortunate situations, but the Browns keep making the most out of what they have. Um, and the Steelers today showed like, okay, they, you know, they've been showing they can come in and close games and, and win by running the ball and playing defense, but not today. I mean, they ran the ball for 172 yards on this, on this Browns defense, which it's not unheard of, but almost 200 yards on this Browns top three defense is, is, is crazy. Um, and then when you look at, you know, the Browns not even running for a hundred yards on that same Steelers defense, what happened? You know, it was just a lot of, a lot of mistakes, a lot of, uh, sloppy play on offense. And there was only like that one touchdown drive in the first half, a lot of punts. So th this game isn't too definitive as far as what these teams are, but I think we get a clearer picture that as tight and down to the wire, this AFC North can be. Now there's this clear front runner. It's the Ravens division by, you know what I'm saying? It's the Ravens division. Um, Joey Burrow going down on Thursday night in the Ravens game. Um, it, it sucks because it looked like the Bengals were at a point of the season where they were going to start making that push for their division championship. But um, I think I think we see now who's going to win this division. A little clearer. Thousand percent, thousand percent. And I mean the Ravens, they don't necessarily have the toughest schedule looking ahead, as you were saying. They go to LA and play the Chargers. They get the other Los Angeles team at home in the Rams. They go to Jacksonville. They do have to go to the Bay and play the 49ers, who are obviously doing what they got to do to get it done. They then get the Dolphins at home and the Steelers at home to end the season. It does look like a bit of a cakewalk for the Ravens themselves, but the Browns do have to feel, I mean, five and one at home, if you can continue to pull off these close wins and maybe just pray to the football gods that the Ravens drop a game somewhere in this schedule, maybe in San Fran, uh, I don't know, maybe the Jaguars do some Jaguar stuff and get lucky at home against the Ravens. But if you're the Browns, being 5-1 and one at home, you got to just pray that the Ravens can drop a game or two and, and you can, you know, clinch a division and get that home field advantage because the numbers say you've been taking care of the ball and taking care of business at the crib. Yep. And, and they, they're, they're playing, you know, a favorable schedule, so. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. We'll stay tuned because this is a – We've been talking about it for at least three weeks now. This this race for the AFC North once the once the Browns started to continue to roll. I know I just mentioned the Los Angeles Chargers and a fellow character we love to talk about, Mr. Little Hat. <laughs> I feel like I gotta say pause when I say that. I'm not gonna lie to you, Mr. Little Hat is crazy. <laughs> Mister Mister was a Mister was a little crazy. <laughs> we talk about coaches being on the hot seat. You know, we talk about it all the time. Who's on the hot seat? Who's going to lose their job at the end of the season? Who should lose their job right now? 
And we talk about Brandon Staley a lot. June, the temperature of Brandon Staley's seat right now is what? 177 degrees. Um, I mean, to be honest, that's what we think. Clearly, he's comfortable where he's at. He's confident. Um, his post-game presser was... I just feel like every time he talks, he makes things worse because he'll go out and the game plan isn't there. And, you know, opposing teams offenses due to his defense, what no mother would be proud of watching their kids get something done to them. And he like just defends himself every time in the media, which I understand like defending yourself uh, when people are taking shots at you. But when you clearly have an issue and you're not like, addressing or taking accountability for that issue uh, i think that can only last so long i thought his his run was going to be over when they lost in the playoffs last year after they let jacksonville come down three or four scores and beat them okay no his job was secure back in the back in the field this year and this start that this chargers team has i mean i it's the defense at this point. It, it's got to be the defense and who's calling plays defensively for the chargers. It's coach Staley. Now in the press conference, they kind of like went at him and asked him about the game plan. And he said, I, I, I was, I, we're confident in the game plan. I think we, we, we had, we had did a good job. I'm going to still call plays. This is not something that I'm going to give up on. And, and, you know, you're just hearing hoopla at this point from Brandon Staley. And the Chargers are constantly letting the most yards up, you know, getting up, getting the most scores. And Jordan Love today, who hasn't, he's had an up and down year. And Jordan Love is not a bad quarterback by any measure. But you don't expect Justin Herbert, you know what I'm saying, to get outplayed by Jordan Love. And Justin Herbert had 260 yards and two touchdowns. But Jordan Love had two touchdowns at 322 yards. And that, that's that's scheme. That's coverage. That's scheme. And whether it's personnel and, and the guys literally not be, having the right guys on the field because they're not talented enough, if that was the case, man, we could look at it and say, look, this defense just don't got nobody. You know, I, who, who, are the, who are the Chargers going to trot out there to try to cover guys? I mean, this is a team with Khalil Mack, Joey Boza, Derwin James, Nasir Adderley, right? Kenneth Murray. These aren't scrubs on the field. These aren't guys that we don't know who's who's playing what. No, these are guys that have been in the league for four to five to six years and have earned stripes. But the scheme is not being put together the right way through game planning all week, and we're seeing that week in, week out, 322 yards from this quarterback, 300 yards from this quarterback, 400 yards total offense from this team. And, you know, you, you look back at the last few weeks, the Lions just put up 47 points on them. Obviously, they played the Jets on Monday Night Football, and the Jets kind of shot themselves. Then they played the Bears before that, and Bears didn't have Justin Fields. So, okay, cool. The two, two horrible quarterbacks, so they won those games. But then, you know, let's, let's look at the good teams. The Chiefs, 31-17 they lose to. The Cowboys, 20-17 they lose to. You know, so it's it's just a lot of inconsistent football. And uh, I, I to answer your question, I already said 177 degrees, but 
Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully by by next week. Who who do the Chargers got next week? They're going to Baltimore Sunday Night Football at oh home. God. I don't know how much longer this this guy can 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 have a job. You know, we were talking about Bill Belichick and and if he's going to finish the season with the Patriots, is that a third? I think Brandon Staley is the guy was. who needs to be on the way out. So. Oh no, absolutely, absolutely. Brandon Staley has to be driving a brand new twenty twenty four something that has you know, seat warmers built into the car because the seat got to be hot. It got to be hot. Again, as you were just referencing, it's another game where the opposing offense just had a spectacular day against his defense, one of their best days all year. That's also the fifth one-score loss this season for the Chargers. And it's also their seventh straight loss by three points or fewer Dating back to last season. He should have lost his stuff last season. And he's still there. They love him in L.A., like you were saying. I mean, his mm-hmm. post-conference presser, honestly, it, we had two very overly confident post-game pressers this week. The first one was Joe Brady, Buffalo Bills' new offensive coordinator, talking about, and I quote, Josh Allen is the best quarterback in the league, and I'm very excited to work with him. That's wild. But for Brandon Stilley to come in today and and be so confident after a very, very silent locker room that they're reporting post-game. It, I mean, shout out to you, bro. You, you know, you got the cojones, as they say, to do it because you really he should be walking around like a dog with his tail between his legs and, and hoping that, you know, upper the – upper management isn't mm-hmm. isn't ready to just don't, don't got your ass. i think there's like a mixture between it you know you still want to like you know, you're a man at the end of the day you got to have pride you got to walk with your head up you still have a job so you know let's be thankful for that but at the same time it's like the job you have it ain't you're not executing what you're being asked to and uh if you're this defensive specialist calling plays on that on that end you know w- maybe give up the reins. We saw Frank Reich, obviously two different scenarios where this is the worst team in the league with the Panthers, but Frank Reich said, I'm going to give up play calling because clearly we're not making it happen. But then he gives it to the guy and they go 36 straight drives without scoring a touchdown or whatever the number is, or three straight games without scoring a touchdown. And Frank Reich says, let me get that back because, you know, I, I uh, clearly, clearly I gave it to the wrong person. So, Staley just to me has like an overconfidence about him. And I don't think there's anything wrong with being confident or, you know, owning the fact that you still are the head coach of that team. But the overconfidence and like the, the arrogance that he has when people ask him genuine questions, because uh, he told the reporters, he said, I- I'm-, I'm calling the plays on defense. You, you did the Nick Saban, quit asking. Like, <laughs> you don't have to ask me I'm calling the plays. And it's just like, I think they're asking because they're trying to suggest maybe that might be a better idea for you, bro. So, but we're just media, you know, we just ask questions. Yeah, absolutely. We don't know. We don't know nothing. I mean, to have full confidence in the way that you're playing, um, I mean, (laughs) again, to have full confidence in the way that you're playing, being four and six, last in your division, pretty much, you know, one of the most disappointing teams in the past three years that we had such high yeah. hopes for to, yeah. I mean, even win this division, even challenge the Kansas City Chiefs for this division. And for you to be where you are right now, I, I, <laughs> I don't know what else to say, buddy. I have no idea. Don't know where this is going. 
year. If I would have put a temperature on his seat right now, I love the 177. I'm going to say it's 322 degrees because that was the amount of yards Jordan Love had on your defense, which is also the most yards he's had in a game in his career. I don't think there is any coincidence, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen, let's take it down to South Beach because we were watching this game today. I was at work, but, you know, I was tapped in a little bit. The Dolphins, very impressively, are 5-0 and at home. The game was a little close early, and they did what they had to do to get it done. But again, five and zero at home. Although they're not at the top of the of the AFC, June the Dolphins' undefeated at home streak is what? I don't think it's. I don't think it matters at all. I I think they need to start the Dolphins beating a good team streak, and until they do that, I'm not going to be sold. I'm not going to be sold that this team can win a playoff game. Last year, they played a good game versus the Bills in the first round, and unfortunately, Skylar Thompson was the guy throwing passes out there, and they didn't have Tua Tug of Tagovailoa. So, <laughs> Dolphins win at home. Great. Awesome. Also, EP, you moved away from Florida, and you're calling it South Beach. Let's not do that. It's, you I'm know sorry. You're right. It's, actually, the other, the, other, the other day, I actually corrected, you know. North Miami. It's North Miami. Miami Gardens right. is where the Dolphins play. Uh, the Heat also don't play in South Beach. But nonetheless, like I said, until the Dolphins can put some quality wins together, let's 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 take a look at the Dolphins remaining schedule here, okay? Cause cause they cause it's still a long season, and that's what people aren't necessarily kind of putting together. It's they're seven and three, and this team is that, and this team is that, but there's still a lot of games left. And they still have to play the Jets on Friday, which I'm not going to be that guy and think that the Dolphins can't beat the Jets. I know they can. Uh, the offense in New York is – is there's no words for it at this point. They finally benched Zach Wilson, and we've gotten there. But uh, the Commanders, the Cowboys, the Ravens, and the Bills. And the Commanders game is, is you know, I, I, I totally think they should win that game. But with Sam Howell, you know, having the most passing yards in the, in the league, Coming into week 11, you got to give some respect there. But, yeah, I, I think I want to see them play against that Cowboys team, that Ravens team on the road, and then the Bills team because we saw what happened when they played the Bills on the road uh, earlier this season. They got embarrassed by, you know, 20, 20 points or so, three scores. So when the Dolphins can get some quality wins, then we'll start, you know, Giving them more respect. But at this point, I, I don't think the Dolphins' five-game win streak or whatever it is at home, I don't think it means much. Mm. I mean... This same Dolphins I've... team is a, is, a, is a team that would have that streak going into the playoffs, have a first-round bye, and then play in, a, you know, play in the second round and lose at home. Like, that's, that's, what I'm, that's the vibe I get from this team. So, but I could be wrong. It was, it was a very slow start. It was a very slow start. I will say Tua did... Some of the right things, a couple of the wrong things today. And the mistakes that the Dolphins do make are one of the, are those mistakes that aren't conducive to winning in the playoffs. See, I, I was speaking to a Dolphins fan recently, and they said, I'd rather beat the team in the playoffs than, you know, not play them 
or not beat them or something like that. So you, you see where the comment was going. And it's like, bro, you don't play bad teams in the playoffs. So what are you talking about? Those those little mistakes, those needle in the haystack, you know, turnovers and mistakes, those are the ones that cost you the game in the playoffs. And guess what? You're losing the playoffs. As we all know, there's no next week. You're on vacation. As a, as a young man, the NBA says, I'll see you in Cancun. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that the undefeated streak at home, I mean, it's an undefeated streak at home. I think it is what it is. I will, I'll use a couple words to finish that sentence. I think it is what it is. You, you've beaten, you've taken care of what you need to take care of at home against teams that you should take care of yep. at home. You know, I've said this probably four or five times in the last four or five weeks. Coach Prime, you don't let no other grown man come into your own house and whoop you. That's not how. That's not how we get down. That's not how. That's not how you stand on business. So, I mean, I'd hope that they would be undefeated at home. I'm not sure if they're the only undefeated home team in the NFL, but if they are, I wouldn't put any stake into that. We'll see you in January and February. Actually, we'll see you in January. February is a little a little far out. We'll see you in January because I do believe right. the Dolphins will be in the playoffs. I'm not going to say they're not going to make the playoffs because they will make the playoffs. Past that, you know, we don't give consolation prizes or participation trophies in professional sports. I'm, I apologize, you know, and I'm not apologizing yeah. to absolutely anybody. <laughs> if, if I could just make one point, let's uh, until for I guess for the rest of the season, let's stop referencing that Coach Prime. Uh, uh, line right there because whether he's on the road or at home, I mean, that team's getting whooped up and down the field. <laughs> 56 14 was super embarrassing this weekend. And uh, Shador Sanders went six of 10, 86 yards. And uh, yeah, and then you know, and then they had to bring the backup in. And yeah, so mm. Coach Prime, focus on getting you guys right. Facts, 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 facts. I know you were mentioning Josh Dobbs, this uh, Sunday night football game. Vikings currently up 10 to 6 in what you would assume would be a very defensive, low scoring battle against the Denver Broncos that are 4 and 5. I want to tap into this game. I don't want to take up too much of the listeners' time. I think we're about a little over a half hour in right now. I do have a shout out, unless you have anything else that you want to go over. Actually, the Jacksonville Jaguars put belt to ash. Shout out to Nico for putting it that way because I like that phrase. And so did the Cowboys, if I'm not mistaken, uh, took care of business yeah. today, but as they should. You know what I mean? Shout out to the Jaguars. I, I, I really do do and have enjoyed watching the Jaguars play this season. But outside of that, I don't think I have anything else for this uh, this week in football. No. Um... I'm excited to watch the uh, the rest of this game, Sunday Night Football. It's going to be good. We got uh, Josh Dobbs already 9 to 10, 98 yards and a touchdown, you know, starting off so- solid. And they've they've ran the ball for 82 yards on that Broncos defense. But Russell Wilson's 9 of 11, 86 yards himself. So let's see uh, let's see how that team can finish. Javante Williams only got 16 carries on five, uh, five attempts, 16 yards on five attempts. So. You know, definitely got to figure that uh, figure that out on offense. But uh, it was a good it was a good week. Thanksgiving week is going to be fun. We got we got some Seahawks, 49ers prime time. 
And the Cowboys, if I'm not mistaken, they play the mm. Commanders. All right, so nice. divisional games. We got two division, th three divisional games. I like how they 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 kind of made it all divisional games. And then Black Friday, Dolphins got to come up to MetLife and uh, take on the Jets. I don't know who's going to be starting, Zach Wilson, Tim Boyle, but uh, it's going to be an ugly day. For the Jets and of course, and of course, we're blessed with a Super Bowl rematch tomorrow night that we'll talk about tomorrow night. Chiefs Eagles, very excited. Big, the biggest game of the season by thus far for me as a Chiefs fan. And you know what? I I, I could go into rabbit hole because it's obviously what I want to do. I had to mention it. My last mention. Um, I know that we we keep these Sunday pods just football, but something big did happen in the MLB world today. And I say big because the consensus down here in Atlanta is that they need some more starting pitching, better starting pitching. And they were really hoping to get Aaron Nola. And the Phillies said, ah, 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 seven years, 172 million. Here you go, 24 and a half million a year. Aaron Nola does resign with the Philadelphia Phillies. He will continue to play in that gray and red. As always, I'm your co-host, Small Town EP. This is your number one sports podcast, All Things Sports, joined by your host, Mr. Heat and Five himself. See you soon, June. Wade Julian. We'll see you tomorrow night for Monday night. Hey, you anti. Yeah, I was just broke last month. Now we up again. If she wanna fuck, told her bring her friend. Can't fuck with these actors, or they do pretend. And I knew that you would fall, knew that you would bend. To lose, all I do is win. Feel like little Wayne, the way I'm going in. And I stack this money tall, like I paint a rim. Bitch, I'm going through a lot, please leave me alone. I'm back in that mo, yeah, I'm back in that zone. Reading books on art, don't care about no clothes. How you mad at me that you the one she chose? You know how it goes, right? Just keep not boats. Sent the load, move the pack and go. It was me and bro, click like bang reload. Huh? Some my niggas hit the block, some be moving O's. Yeah, some be hitting zone, some be really low. How you mad at me that you be moving funny? Couple niggas switched up, but that ain't about nothing. Just to be your own boss, you gotta work towards something. Uh, I started with nothing, turned that into something. We was out here hustling, you was out here ducking. Know the ops be tripping, cause we fuck they cousins. We gon' stack these hundreds, you be out here frontin'. Double up the numbers on the scoreboard. My niggas trap all day like that shit is sports. You be acting tough. We know you a dog. Won't even eat no bacon, no pork in my fork. Niggas die every day, be bitch. I'm from New York. I was just broke last month, now I'm up again. If she wanna fuck, told her bring her friend. Can't fuck with these actors, all they do is pretend. And I knew that you would fall, knew that you would be. Can't afford to lose, all I do is win. Feel like little Wayne, the way I'm going in. I stack this money tall 